welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And this, this is, is Life, life pairings. pairings. Because life is hard. So pair it with alcohol. Sip some pumpkin spice latte, snuggle into that scarf, and skip through some leaves as today's life pairing is fall with pumpkin spice mudslide. We're talking the cat in the barrel and why leaves are red. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, what is fall <laughs> uh, I love fall. It's I, I'm like a summer girl, but fall is just a nice, I don't know, there's something about it. I think it's the fact that it, it has a particular smell. Although right now I'm in the middle of Vancouver and it's <laughs> that smell is campfire um, <laughs> because of all the uh, wildfires, unfortunately. Um, yep. But yeah, it has a smell. It has a taste. Pumpkin. Pumpkin taste. Um, pumpkin. It has like a color scheme. I don't know. It's just, it's something, it's very comforting. Yeah, I love fall. It's like, I don't know, my whole, I feel like the my physiology changes. Right. Like, I just, I can smell the crispness in the air. Like, I don't know how you can smell it, but you can. Mm -hmm. And the feeling is different. Like, even when it's, like, still really warm out. Like, I feel like sometimes we have, like, a later summer. And it kind of bleeds into fall here in um, Calgary and Vancouver as well. Yeah, yeah. But there, in Calgary specifically, there is a crispness in the air regardless of the heat. Like, at night, you can immediately, you're like, oh, fall is not far. Yeah. And yeah. I love the leaves, like the, yeah, the color scheme. Like, I mean, there's just like, you can look around and you're just like, you know, something's changing. And I've always thought that about seasons. Mm -hmm. Like for me, my, my personal psychology is like, I do need things to change. Like I can't, if we lived in summer, like if I lived in California, right, it would seem like the same day every day to me. Yeah. And then you kind of lose some of that respect for it almost being in the sun. Yeah. Like there is a respect Canadians have for summer that is just <laughs> truly <laughs> like in everything we do because we it's we know it's going to be winter. We know it's going to be minus 30 and you're you can't like be on your deck and you can't walk to the grocery store in your flip-flops and like yeah. just all of the things that seem so easy in the summer which is like grabbing, you know, you're, you're running out you just like this is one thing I always think about I'm like when you, in the summer you just throw on flip-flops grab a pair of shorts t-shirt tank top whatever jump in the car and go like there's yeah. no thought behind it in winter you're like you have to plan your day you're like oh. okay there is two feet of snow I have to shovel myself out of my driveway yeah I have to start my car for 30 minutes so it, the engine is warm enough and I don't crack the engine block and that's just like, go sometimes that's going to the grocery store. You still have to have these big, huge plans. And you're like, you can't do outside things. Everything's inside. And yeah. with coronavirus, I don't know what that's going to look like. That's so I scary. think summer is just like something we respect so much. But also, that's because of the winter, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the fall is just this like thing that like signifies change for me. So it is nice. And I also just like, I like as simple as it is the temperature is easy for me mm -hmm. we're not sweating yeah you, the reintroduction of toques and sweatshirts and <laughs> pants, long pants. i'm not really a shorts person 
Oh, I'm I'm so upset that I can't wear shorts right now. You love shorts. I will wear. I would wear them, especially this new thing I found, which are sweatshorts. <laughs> yes, the invention of the sweatshort <laughs> has affected your life positively. I <laughs> yeah, I'm not really that one, but yeah, I prefer to. I typically prefer to be in jeans. Right. I've right. been in jeans forever. It's it's my thing. So I like being able to wear long sleeve shirts and jeans again and not be freezing cold in the winter. Yeah. So fall is this like medium thing between summer and winter that I like a lot. Yeah. 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 And then I looked into the psychology of it all. Ooh. And I kind of just blew it with all of those things that mean something to me because that's oh, okay. really what everybody is feeling. Or for right. the not, let's not generalize some most people <laughs> enjoy mm-hmm. fall for those reasons like biologically cooler temperatures provoke positive reactions um i got this uh article from uh, it's called Babel magazine oh yeah and um yeah it says according to amy james griffith who is a phd and a licensed psychologist the professor at chapman university People hype up cooler weather because those seasons are often associated with events and traditions that evoke memories of happier times. Right. And she's quoted yeah. as saying, we all crave comfort and security that comes with the traditions and predictability. They may relate to joyful experiences with friends and family and provide something to look forward to. Things like fall holidays and back to school seasons or seasonal treats. So right, and then right now with the coronavirus and stuff, like to combat anxiety and sadness, people are looking for things like that that bring them comfort, and just like an element of predictability, that are like, okay, I know, like the things that we just talked about. We know the leaves are gonna change. We know Starbucks has pumpkin spice lattes, as crazy as white bitch, and yeah, is that it? Basically, bitch, is that is? It's like, <laughs> oh, I can wear my Uggs and I can have my pumpkin spice latte. Yes. I think maybe that is the biggest thing, is that fall is probably, of all the seasons, it does seem to be the most consistent. It is a very consistent season, yeah. Because I think we don't expect, like, it could rain, it could snow, but it's still fall. Whereas, like, spring, you're wanting it to stop snowing and stop raining. Winter, you're wanting it to snow or not snow or whatever. Well, and also, I just thought about this. Spring, you don't really want it to be spring, you want it to be summer. Yeah, it's just the, like... like the not tease. warm out and I have all my allergies are activated and annoying <laughs> and, and now and for some reason society's put a uh, put put upon me the burden of spring cleaning right like yeah. you don't really want it to be spring but when fall no. comes you kind of never want it you don't want it to be winter right you're like sort of enjoying the break from the hot hot summer like you yeah. want fall yeah. to last yeah yeah, so there's like, uh, it's, um yeah, and they were saying biologically cooler temperatures provoke positive reactions. In 2002, researchers discovered that the cold uh, made people more likely to select films they associate with psychological warmth, like romantic comedies. When the oh. temperature is lower outside, people reach for experiences that make them feel closer to others, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you associate uh, the cooler fall season with snuggling inside and comfort food and heartwarming movies, you know, this is like why you like it. Also, as much as it is comforting to a lot of people, um, the sad disorder, the uh, comfort oh. starts to come, the seasonal affective disorder starts to hype up for people in the fall. 
Yeah, you got to get out your special light. Yeah, get out, get out your light. And for those of you who don't know what um the seasonal effect seasonal affective disorder is, it's a type of depression that relates to changes of the season. Sad begins and ends about the same time every year. Like if you are a person with sad, the symptoms typically start in the fall and go through the winter months. And it does like, I mean, it does a lot of interesting things to people. Signs of having sad are feeling depressed most of the day, nearly every day, losing interest in activities you once enjoyed, having low energy, having problems with sleeping, experiencing changes of your appetite or weight, feeling sluggish or agitated, having difficulty concentrating, feeling hopeless, worthless, or guilty, having frequent thoughts of death or suicide. So it's very like, um, oh, and, and then also it, it states like specifically to the fall, oversleeping like all of a sudden. Your appetite right. changes, especially a craving of foods with like super high carbohydrates. So you're experiencing yep. weight gain, tiredness, and low energy. So, well, sorry. And just to go back to, to the, um, to the sad, uh, it's also, so I have it. And yep. what it was also explained to me is that it's also because the light is changing. So it's getting darker earlier. Yeah. Um, it, and it, lighter it's later. Light. Like you're not, it's people who are not, um, you, you're not getting enough sun. So your vitamin D is low and also just like, yeah, it's light. And it's the, it's apparently the change of the, of that. So and going from. starts it. Yeah, and so, like, the people apparently on the border, there's less people with SAD on the border. Oh, my God. Like, what do you mean on the border? <laughs> Sorry, I meant on the equator. Oh, on the equator. <laughs> I'm on keto right now. I'm not having any carbs, and I've lost my brain. Um, Sorry, yes. Yeah, so, people who are on the equator where it doesn't, the, the, um, the daylight time, like, when it goes dark and when it, the sun rises doesn't change throughout the year, they have less incidences of sad interesting yeah that is yeah it's i um i've not ever been diagnosed by a doctor with the sad but um carla <laughs> bought me a light and it helped yeah a lot. Well, there you go. <laughs> because it is very like my um my everything changes everything and it's kind of funny and i don't notice it until it starts happening and then I just realized, like, literally the sun went away in Calgary and it's very smoky because of the mm -hmm. wildfires. Um, there, So there's been no sun for like three right. days. And I'm just now like, this is so like a symptom yes. of depression. You never really but realize. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I have been sleeping 12 <laughs> hours a day. I know. I love that that's like. <laughs> like, typically we record on Monday. We're recording on Tuesday because literally yesterday I woke up at 1.30 in the afternoon. Which is fine. Like you said. It certainly fine. is. But it's very like. Um, <laughs> I think that people in where, yeah, there is such a huge change in the weather, in the sunlight, mm -hmm. in cities that that happens. I think there's a, there's a really high percentage of people that, that have SAD. So yeah, there's um two sides of the coin as always. Would, like there's always like this thing of like, yeah, fall is really comforting and wonderful and for most people it's really good. And then for some people it's like, uh oh, like I gotta get my shit yeah. under control because I know that I'm gonna need my special little light. I need more vitamin D, I need to more exercise. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's uh as always, uh the psychology is uh um, I'm gonna say seventy five to everyone. You know, twenty five percent good, twenty five percent not so yeah, good. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the seventy five twenty five. That's a good. <laughs> I think that's an accurate uh, 
mathematical. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> a lot of, uh, you know, um, equations into that. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm actually going to do a little history story that does actually have a little bit of a suicide tinge in, in it a little bit. So trigger warning to anybody. Who? Um, but I'm going to talk about the Niagara Falls. <laughs> See what I did there? Sorry, guys. Got it, got it. So apparently half of the water from the original falls, so it's not as big as it used to be, but if you've ever seen pictures of I've never been there. Have you been there, Brittany? I have been to the Niagara Falls, yep. I played the Niagara Falls Casino. That was actually my favorite story of ever being heckled. Oh. I had a, I used to have a joke that was, uh, it would go, uh, I don't mean to bum you guys out, but, and then I would like say a thing. Mm-hmm. And then somebody from the back went, too fucking late. <laughs> walked out of the show. Mm. <laughs> Which is still my favorite. I could not stop laughing. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> because they used to give um, money, uh, people who had lost a lot of money from the casino, they'd be like, do you want free tickets to Yuck Yucks? Oh no. <laughs> You're so getting all the happy people. lost $100,000. And then I'm just like in there tell- slinging jokes about like... <laughs> How I didn't like elementary school, and they're just like, too fucking late, and he stormed out. <laughs> and then I lost my mind. I could not stop laughing because I was just like, mm-hmm. that is the loudest <laughs> I'm sad <laughs> that I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, it was wonderful. Anyways, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I thought the people should know. No, that's good. So quite a, quite big, you would say, then? I've seen pictures. I assume it's quite big. Um, It is quite big. <laughs> And I didn't mean to say it like that. It's just, okay. <laughs> it's like very, oh, this is incredible. Like, oh yeah. my God, that's amazing. Like, look at how big that is. And then you're there for like two ex- two days too long and you're like, who cares? It's too noisy. <laughs> so even now, apparently, it's actually only half of the water that goes over the original falls. Um, really? Half of it's been diverted to power generating power plants. They think that the name may have come from the Seneca or the Iroquois who lived in that area. Um, either thundering waves, or sorry, thundering waters, or that uh, the neck, because they consider it connecting um, from Lake Erie to Lake Ontario. So sort of the head of Lake Erie and the, oh no, it's the other way. The head of Lake, one of those two. <laughs> Niagara Falls is approximately 12,000 to 15,000 years old. It is very well known, unfortunately, for people going over the falls. Most of that is suicides, and they've had approximately 5,000 people die going over the falls since 1850. Some of the bodies have actually never been found. Sometimes they don't find them, and sometimes they find them, like, way down river. So, like, even months later. So, you know, surprise for someone later. Um. Recently, the most, so it's, and it's a big thing for daredevils, right? Right. So recently in 2017, Erin Dira Walenda, Walenda hung from her teeth from a helicopter over the falls. She what, sorry? She hung from like a, I assume like a handle. She had a handle in her mouth and was hung over the falls by a helicopter. <sighs> And she's part of the, do you, have you heard of the Flying Walendas? They do a lot of, like, uh, high rope kind of, you know, that kind of daredevil stuff. Okay. Um, but the first recorded daredevil was in 1829. So this is 22-year-old Sam Patch from Rhode Island. 
He didn't actually go over the falls because they, at that time, were like, if you go over the falls, you'll probably die. Uh, so he instead built the platform and jumped into okay. the water below the Niagara Falls, which is still pretty crazy because I think it's pretty chaotic down there. And there's a In- lot of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so. Chaotic is an interesting word to use. I like that. <laughs> chaotic out of the old bottom of the falls. Yeah. Uh, his first jump was 80 feet, so 24.3 meters. Uh, but due to bad weather and low attendance, he had to do another one. And so he did it from 120 feet. And okay. he survived these two jumps. Later, he died doing what they they uh, titled as his last jump in oh. Rochester, New York. It was his last jump. He did not survive that one. <laughs> there's something in me that is just like when a daredevil dies i'm like eh, that tracks like i'm not I like so. bummed out about it. i'm like oh we're mourning the death of somebody who's been trying to die for 20 years yeah i think so i think if you're in that industry you probably are just waiting for you know it's a when not an if yeah and it's kind of like yeah that's seemingly the way you wanted to go anyways like i mean you wouldn't do all these things if it didn't intrigue you or like like I feel like the I don't know what the draw is to this. Like if somebody was just like, hey, uh, like I just recently watched David Blaine's Ascension. Did you see this at all? Oh, is this the new thing he's done? Yeah, he was mm-hmm. going up on um, balloons. Like uh, you know the you know the Disney movie Up. Up? Yeah, yeah. He was essentially trying to like recreate the look <laughs> of that for now. He's because his daughter loved the movie so much. He said so. He okay. like got all these helium balloons and then he floated up with yeah. uh, like attached to it strapped to it yeah um and he floated up into twenty five thousand feet in the air right and then he uh parachuted down like he he skydived down oh, from okay. twenty five thousand feet so it broke That's all crazy. kinds of records of things but also he said to his daughter in the thing he's like i'm doing this for you and i'm like you're a crazy person yeah that's a psychotic way to like <laughs> i don't think your daughter would be like oh cool because what if you what if he died what if and she died like, and the last thing your dad said to you was like hey by the way this is all for you mm-hmm. you're like no you're a narcissist this is for you you fucking sociopath she's like i just <laughs> wanted you to watch the movie with me just watch yeah, I just it watch the movie with me with instead you. of freezing yourself in a block of ice for strangers <laughs> for four fucking days <laughs> <sighs> and he's just like then he's like oh you like the movie up huh what what do you think of daddy was up <laughs> she's like no daddy, not daddy's what i up meant. on cocaine all night anyways <laughs> 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 oh, i like well, daddy to be down for a little bit yeah well speaking of dickheads um a couple of dickheads before uh this was kind of around this time in the 1800s they sent a schooner over the falls, which they filled with a buffalo, two small bears, two raccoons, fox, an eagle, and a dog. Pardon? Yeah. How do you put a buffalo in a boat with, like, also it sounded like it was kind of like, you know, two small bears, two raccoons, like two foxes, like like, like it was a little like bit Noah's of an arc. arc. Noah's but death arc. Just one buffalo? He didn't get his. He didn't get Some his poor buddy. buffalo was just like, you motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, well, you, even if I do surprise, <laughs> even if I do survive this, who am I going to fuck? Huh? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. raccoon? <laughs> the raccoon going to let me penetrate them? They'll die. Yeah. I'm a buffalo. Yeah. Uh, 
Actually, the two bears jumped out of the boat before they went over the falls and managed to swim to safety. And everybody else died, except for some geese that were in there. They managed to survive. They're like, you uh, know we have wings, right? (laughs) They're like, what are we doing? No, no, we'll go. (laughs) They're like... They're like on the on the boat. They like didn't leave because they were like, "You guys don't have wings. All right, what is happening here? Why would they put you here?" The buffalo's like, "Well, I didn't even get a friend." So yeah, yeah. So you shut up. That's um, an insane thing to do. I know. So, do you know who the first person to successfully go over the falls is? Uh, I mean, I would be surprised if I did know. I'm like okay. Robert Pattinson from the Twilight franchise. Yes. <laughs> Because he's a <laughs> real vampire, he was around. Yeah, I mean, uh, so this was October twenty fourth, nineteen oh one. So also in the fall, that was not on purpose. I just realized that. <laughs> um, the former dance teacher Annie Edson Taylor, age sixty three, and in what in what vehicle did she travel the falls? She decided to go over in a barrel. <laughs> classic <laughs> <laughs> so she was from bay city usa somewhere i don't know where bay city is but so she was a former teacher and uh, i've also heard that she was a former dance teacher she was married and they had a child but uh it died in infancy and then her husband unfortunately died shortly after that so she okay. spent a lot of her life when she had had to retire from teaching or dancing whatever it was she was pretty broke and she needed to make some money. So she had heard of other people doing smaller falls, going over in reinforced barrels. So she thought, well, uh, what else am I going to do? <laughs> Basically, I'm 63. I'm poor. Um, and she, so people kind of claim she was suicidal and that she was doing this as a suicide act. But I was going to say, was she sleeping a lot? And <laughs> she wasn't using her light. Much. I'm like, um, I feel like a light could have fixed this fucking lady's life. <laughs> uh, she denied this, but in her diary, she admitted that it was fame and fortune or instant death. So I think kind of, you know, she was at a, a crossroads in her life. She didn't really have anything. You know, she was very poor. If she died, then that's, you know, a thing that I think she would have been okay with. But what she wanted was to have that fame and fortune. So she designed this barrel and it was, um, oh, where did I put it? Five feet long and 163 pounds. She tested it two days before on her cat. <laughs> with her cat? Yeah. What is with people sacrificing animals? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you think about the space race, it was done similarly. But I don't think they put cats in the space race because I don't think that would have worked. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just, I can't oh, she got the like... cat in the barrel. And the, the cat was okay. The cat made it over. I can't even imagine, like, shoving my fat little sausage of a dog who I love so much into a barrel <laughs> and being like, tell me if it works okay. <laughs> well, like, my cat's, like, a quarter of the size of a normal cat. It would just, she'd just be jumping around for the entire time and, and like, it wouldn't have any impact because she'd probably be jumping in the middle of the time when it was going over the, the falls. <laughs> Oh, my dog would just be like, Mommy, is this where we sleep now? I love you. <laughs> the saddest. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, the cat was okay. So, on her 63rd birthday, she climbed into this barrel. It was, um, she had buckled herself into a harness, and there were two cushions on either side of her. 
And then they pumped air into the barrel using a bike pump, you know, whatever you got. And they put in three removable corks into the barrel. They towed her out, and then they let her go. (laughs) So she went over the barrel. I guess I already said she was successful, so. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, she went over. And after being submerged for maybe a minute, the barrel shot out of the water at 10 to 15 feet in the air, and then dashed around and then got dropped onto the rocks. So not great, not great time for Annie. I can't imagine. Um, When the crew reached the barrel and Annie popped her little head out, she had a head wound and likely a concussion. Uh, She said that she felt like all nature was being annihilated. What? (laughs) But in her old lady voice, so, which I don't. (laughs) If you want to know something, (laughs) here's a fun joke. What's the, I just made this up right now. What's uh, worse than dying um, after falling over the Niagara Falls? Mm. Living. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Why, why does anybody want this? Uh, yes. Well, she had a head wound <laughs> and a new <laughs> sense of <laughs> belonging to nature. Yeah. She actually, right. yeah, it didn't actually go so well for her because she, um, she thought she could tour the story. You know, like, well, I don't know if you know this, but, like, back in those kind of times, you could do crazy things and, like, make a tour of it, like, and tour around America. And yeah, talk like about choking it. Yeah, because there was nothing else to do, obviously. Like, what year was this again? Sorry. This was uh, 1901. Oh, yeah. You could just, like, go town to town. You're like, you're the barrel lady. Yeah. But you're off, I am. That'll be 14 shillings. <laughs> I'll tell you my 20. It was only a 20-minute thing, too. So um, I'm going to send you some pictures here. So you can take a look at her super happy face. I think this was pre-barrel time. <laughs> Annie Edison Taylor. Oh, good grief. She's got her cat there on top of the barrel. She most certainly does. And just a new lease on life, doesn't she? <laughs> oh my God, that's a scowl if I've ever seen one. She's got a very fancy hat on. I don't know she's if she a wore very that hat. Like, is she still in like 1901 wear? Yeah, it's still like Victorian dresses. Yeah. And then you can see at the very bottom, we'll post this this link on um, on the show notes, but at the very bottom, you can see them coming to get her and she's in her little bow. <laughs> she does not look happy. <laughs> She's not like pleased. I mean, imagine when you take your your grandma to like kind of a salacious movie, and (laughs) she's super freaking pissed at you after. That's what this lady looks like. Yeah, she was like, "Remember when I thought I was gonna die, and then I fucking (laughs) opened up the barrel, and here I am again." Yeah, and she another just another forty lonely years. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, she never really got a lot of money from this. She never really got the fame she desired. Part of it was because our barrel got stolen by, by our manager. <laughs> and so managers. she hired PIs to find it, and they located it once in Chicago, and then it went missing permanently again. So, if you have that barrel, maybe let somebody know. <laughs> if you have that barrel, don't tell anybody, because they'll come take it from you. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Don't you that's... know how to steal stuff? <laughs> That's uh, that's Niagara Falls and Annie Edson Taylor. Ooh, I like it. That was a fun one. Yeah. 
is a fun little I don't advise taking cats over. Don't take cats near water at all. Don't. Do, you know what? <laughs> Stop doing either. stuff with animals. I yeah. read. I just recently read a no- news story that this is actually not my news story, but mm. it was like, did you hear about that big sex party that got broken up by the San Francisco police? No. This is the title from the worldnewsdailyreport.com. San Francisco police interrupt sex parties involving midgets, emus, and fountain of sperm. 71 arrests. Emu? Emus? Like the big I was less birds? surprised about the emus and more <laughs> surprised about the fountain of sperm. Well, that's, I, you know, an orgy. That's, that makes okay. But an emu, <laughs> that's like a big bird, isn't it? Like yeah, here. Bird? Like an, kind of I have another ostrich? story, but this might be funner to read for everyone here. The San Francisco Police Department <laughs> interrupted an extremely story. lewd party early this morning in a luxurious residence of Presidino Heights neighborhood, arresting 71 people <laughs> and seizing two boars and eight emus. What, 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 I'm boars? What are they doing? Do they not understand how? Okay. What do you think they're doing, my friend? According to the SFPD spokesman, Lieutenant Doug Harrelson, officers were dispatched on site around 4 a.m. this morning after some neighbors complained about loud music and wild animals running around their yard. Lieutenant says he was the first policeman who arrived, described the scene as a mix between an orgy and a circus freak show, (laughs) and immediately called for backup. It seems it was a thematic sex party for people with strange fetishes. They had midgets, bearded women, wild animals, and large outdoor fountains filled with 50 gallons of semen. That's going to take a really long time to collect. I was going to say, I mean, (laughs) this isn't something you could throw together. and The turnaround on this is like years in advance. I think this is maybe not a wholly true fountain of semen. But I'm just going to throw it out there. You know what? I don't know. Also, I'm, I'm confused on the animals. Like, I can understand well, lots of different animals, but, like, boars are, like, scary. Like, they can kill they're you. A little, they're a little aggressive. That's what killed one of the kings in God, uh, Game of Thrones and started the whole messy thing. Business, kind of. And that king wasn't doing half the things these people were to those <laughs> boars. I don't know. He's so doing a lot dozens of, of SPF or SFPD officers were called onto the site and put an end to the party to regain control of the total of over 500 guests and catch the wild wild animals. Oh it was God. a delicate operation, says one of the police officers. Hundreds of naked people tried to flee with emus and boars <laughs> with ball gags in their mouths running around. Oh. It was a very chaotic scene. It took hours for the police to sort out and identify everybody. For a, a, a total of 71 people were arrested on various charges. 31 of those arrests are uh, simply charged with... Oh, 31 of those arrests are minors charged with underage drinking. But some mm-hmm. accusations face more serious accusations. 17 people accused of bestiality and animal cru- cruelty after uh, they found videos showing them not doing great things to the animals. Yeah. This has been I... a very uh we're gonna have to like put like a trigger warning on this whole episode <laughs> of just like, hey, like if you know anybody that's died in a fall or suicide. Yeah. Or, or also just like an, an animal trigger warning. They're five feet tall, emus. I just <laughs> I, all little... that I have all the things I don't know. I'm stuck on this part. Teach the, the their emus. own of what what you know raises your 
whatever. Uh, I hope people were wearing masks at this party. I hope so, too. Because <laughs> this does not <laughs> sound very corona safe. No. Yeah, dude, it sounds to me like this was quite a time. Um, mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with fall or autumn, but you triggered me by uh, talking <laughs> about animals in the barrel. And then I was like, ooh, I read a thing 30 seconds ago that was insane. Mm. I read it on Nick Swartzen's comedian. He's a comedian in LA. Mm. (laughs) I read it on his Instagram and I was like, this can't be real. This is like a funny, like Beaverton, like headline, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't know. And then he writes and he's like, this is real. Look it up. (laughs) I looked it up. I was like, holy smoke and emu. They are not messing around here. Oh, wow. Get out of here for creativity. Do you know what troubles me about the whole thing? It's not the emus. It's not. Uh, well, I mean, it is the animal abuse that mm-hmm. frightens me. Mm-hmm. But it's that five hundred people thought this was okay. Yeah. Like you could get five hundred people together, and they were like, "This is totally fine." Yeah. Also during a pandemic. Yeah, during a pandemic, and you know, like these aren't. I don't like. This is like a open, uh, you know, sex community. So they're probably quite liberal mm-hmm. and um, the <laughs> and they have no trouble being at a party with 500 people. So I, it, all of it just conflicts. It's I know. so insane to me. This is it's that's this is the craziest news story I think you've ever read. I've never read a title like that in my life. My story that I was going to tell you today is just like mm. there's like crazy wildfires burning in California and they're mm. just completely out of season. Like the fall doesn't typically have um, major wildfires because right. it's usually kind of uh, passed by this time. But well, could um, it be potentially because we were kept inside and then once we were allowed to go outside, we lit No, fires. it's all lightning. No, one of them is a gender reveal party. Was it really a gender reveal party that yeah. started a wildfire in California? I don't know if that was the one in California. That might have been Oregon or Washington. But yeah, might have been California. Who knows? Well, isn't that just People nature's way of telling you how dumb your gender reveal parties are? <laughs> That's what I was going to tell you about was the fires. But you know what? Look up the fires. I don't give a shit. There's people and emus having sex parties. So yeah, the, the party one's much more entertaining. It was certainly entertaining at the would, very least. I would not fuck an emu. I'm not that I'm gonna fuck any animal, but like there's that's a bird, but that's the same yeah, height bird? as me. I don't yeah. that's like a dinosaur. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are yeah. we doing? Uh, yeah. First of all, I have no interest in any animal sexually. Yeah. But if I'm gonna ha- if if it's life or death and I have to pick, I'm not gonna go bird. No. And are you gonna go I- giant bird? No. Yeah, certainly not giant bird. My they can't word. fly, so maybe you could throw them over the falls if you really wanted. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we move on to our alcohol? Because I feel like I really need a drink now. <laughs> um, yeah, so the alcohol, hilariously, it is a um, semen-colored drink. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> and what, they pumpkin what are you having drink? sex with? Mine? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is somebody needs to go to the hospital uh the drink is the uh pumpkin spice mudslide yeah you don't like it you said you didn't i like you know what i don't know that i made it properly there's okay. here's what's supposed to be in it uh two teaspoons of pumpkin puree mm-hmm. one quarter teaspoon of pumpkin pie spice one yeah. it just says one whipped cream so it's like well what does that mean 
and then yeah. milk, half a cup of milk, and right. three tablespoons of whipped cream vodka. Right, which I could not find. I was going to say this. Either. I did not buy whipped cream vodka because I'm going to give the listeners a shout out. Flavored vodka is disgusting. Yeah. What else are you going to use it, it in? There's like, yeah, what are you going to use it as? And also just like there's never, it never tastes like the thing it's supposed to taste like. Yeah. And if you are drinking it, you can have it maybe with one drink or it's like major headaches, Phil. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, uh, I just used regular vodka. I used pumpkin puree. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find pumpkin spice at the grocery store, so I just made my own, which is just essentially cinnamon and nutmeg, correct? Right, right. Oh, I didn't know that that's what it would be. <laughs> and then I blended it up ah. because I just was like, Here's I didn't know. It seems like a milkshake yeah, to me. Yeah, now I think, okay, so I kind of read about this a little bit. Um, It is very much, gener- like kind of somebody called it a, like the laminated menus kind of drink. Um, yes. I made mine completely different. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of enjoying it, although I did uh, overdo it on the pumpkin spice. Um, so mine has ice. I put it in a cocktail shaker, put ice, uh, Kahlua. So I think it was like, well, this is how I did it. I counted to five for the Baileys. Sorry, Baileys. Three count for the Kahlua. Four count for the vodka. <laughs> Very scientific. <laughs> I then put in... A bunch of pumpkin spice, which you can find in your like spice aisle, but it's really hard to find. Um, I put yeah, I looked really hard for it, and I asked the grocery guy, and it was almost like he was like out of a film <laughs> where he was like, uh, he goes, uh, uh, I've worked in this grocery store for thirty <laughs> years, and I've never seen pumpkin spice. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, well, guess it's so. I looked all over, and I was like, if this guy says there's no pumpkin spice, <laughs> there ain't no pumpkin no, spice. I'm... Excuse me, I was surprised I found it. Um, and then, uh, I think that was all I put it in, and then I just shook it, and then I put it in a nice glass. And so I didn't do the blending thing, um, and I don't have any whipped oh, cream. Oh, and I'm also going to let you in on a fun little um, uh, piece seat. of uh, little secret mm-hmm. here. Um, it just says six ingredients on the. Uh, I've I got this from the car- cultivated nest yes. on a. Uh, you you sent this yes. to me on the uh, yeah, and it doesn't tell me to put Bailey's or Kahlua. So in I there. spent a lot of time trying to find recipes, and I think what happened is then eventually I found one that I was like, oh, I have the thing for it, um, because I think I kind of just made the mudslide and then added pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice, and I think it would have been better. Well, you know if what? I put because the... this was this version of what I made was so disgusting. <laughs> I then looked up the just a mudslide. Yeah recipe and then i thought to myself so i <laughs> i like researched just the mudslide and i was like oh if you just added pumpkin to just the mudslide it'd be delicious yeah, yeah i think they went a little crazy on there i didn't put the i have the pumpkin pie flavoring i just i didn't try putting it in yet oh you didn't put the pumpkin puree no, in there? oh i forgot i got distracted oh by the see spice. So what we're telling you guys is we completely <laughs> cocked up this drink but <laughs> carla really turned out good and mine turned out well, you know what? Mine kind of tastes like a paralyzer without Coke, kind of, yeah. and pumpkin-y. It tastes very dessert-y. So it's, mil- it's, it's basically like a cold pumpkin latte is what I mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. Which is actually not that bad. The colder it gets, it's actually nice. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm happy with the ice kind of on the rocks almost. Um, but yeah. yeah, I just bl- I did I didn't blend ice into mine. Oh, okay. I just blended it because there was pumpkin puree right. in it. So I was like, 
I'm gonna have to mix this in pretty heartily. Yeah, I think that's why I didn't do it because I was I had <laughs> I was also being lazy because my blender was in the dishwasher. So I was like, well, <laughs> you're like, fuck this. <laughs> so let's say that we've we figured it yeah. out. This this might be the first drink where we were like, I don't know. <laughs> we tried to find something, but here's what we've discovered: is that essentially just make a regular mudslide, yeah. which is one ounce vodka. One ounce Bailey's, one ounce uh, coffee liqueur, which is like a Kahlua, and then a little bit of heavy cream. And then if you want to add the pumpkin puree, the pumpkin spice, and a little bit of whipped cream with a little bit of pumpkin spice uh, on top of it. Yes, and if you have one of those cinnamon sticks, you can always stick it in there. There, yeah. Okay, so I think we're, I think that's the, that's the recipe that works. <laughs> yeah. One day we'll try it. And um, yeah, I looked up just the mudslide just for the mudslide history. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, like you said, it's a laminated menu drink. Yeah. And that's it. That's exactly what I found as well. And it just says it's kind of like the quintessential boozy milkshake, sweet, creamy, and rich. Its popularity harks back to the time when we took cocktail cues from the laminated menus of chain restaurants, <laughs> which is to say it's not generally an exercise in balance and craftsmanship. Yeah, this is definitely <laughs> like a TGI Fridays kind of drink here. Absolutely. When but you, you know what? 14. Those kinds of things are fun sometimes. Yeah. And, and I think like with the basic white bitchness of fall. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that sometimes it is fun to um, have things that are just like a little bit cheesy mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, and it basically says too, like, um, you know, it's actually not that bad uh, uh, calorie wise. Oh, good. It's got some carbs it's all in it. Basically, right? cream stuff. It's not really, you know. Yeah. But now and then I'm looking, yeah. It's, I don't know. Vodka is <laughs> very low car- uh, fat, carbs, whatever. Yeah, calorie. it is. Kahlua and Bailey's I'm not sure about Oh do you have any interesting facts? (laughs) I do Um, So I actually didn't really find too much about the mudslide But I wanted to look at I've looked a little bit into Bailey's And I have always been yelled at by my mom About you know whether you should be putting Bailey's in the fridge or not Apparently Bailey's has a two year shelf life Though apparently you are supposed to refrigerate it After you open it But I've been drinking it out of a cupboard Open for Many, many, many millennium almost, and I'm not dead, so I think it's okay. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, and I mean, I've never really thought about what Bailey's was. I knew it was whiskey, and it's, I guess originally it was a mix of cream and whiskey, but the uh, inventors added Cadbury's chocolate, like you would add to your hot chocolate kind of thing, and yep. that's kind of what it, what it was the magic secret flavoring. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Now, it would be remiss if we did not address the problem of the fact that you're not supposed to call it fall in Britain. You call it autumn. Right. Oh, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't address that. I, I You know what? When I was looking up research, mm. it didn't really. I had to type in autumn because fall is like, I don't know. I don't know if that's just like a North American term or it's just like not really the proper term. I'm not quite certain how we ended on. Yeah, fall. I think it's the, it's definitely just a North. Well, I know it's we use it in North America. Um, but yeah, I definitely got a, the old husband. We're doing fall this week for the <laughs> podcast. What do you mean fall? <laughs> I'm like, you've lived in Canada for like 15 years. Funny, and I will give this to the Brits. <laughs> they are stingy on 
the fact that they're like, we created yeah. the language and we're not interested in no, upgrades. Exactly. They're like, stop doing weird shit. Like, if you ever hear somebody call football soccer to a Brit, <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm sorry. We don't know what that yeah. sport is. It's like, mm, you're just sort of being oh, obstinate. Yeah. The amount of times that I've heard, I don't know what that is. I'm like, no, you do. You're just, you're being a bit of a dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we do. And we love our Brits. We love our Brits. One of the things that they pointed out, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but that the lack of vitamin D reduces uh, fat breakdown and increases storage. I think because naturally and evolutionarily, our bodies would have been like, okay, we're going to go into a period where maybe there's less food. Uh, we might be, have less hunting time. So we need to store that stuff. Speaking of sort of food storage. The reason that leaves are red is because they have more sugar in them. Oh, that's interesting. And like the photo, that's like the uh, uh, summer full of sugar from the sun. I guess so, yeah. I don't know how it gets in there. Well, that's what, it's essentially a sugar that like photosynthesis is, it's, a, that's, a, the sun is like turning sunlight into sugar in plant. Plants turn sunlight into sugar so they can continue to like live. Science. Yeah. I don't know for yeah. sure. That sounds right. Yeah. Anyways, just next time yeah. you see a little red leaf, think, oh, it's a little sugar in it. Think sugary. <laughs> and that is my interesting <laughs> fact. You guys, we do this every week. We do it every Thursday. Uh, a new episode comes out. And we'd love so much if you liked and shared it and commented on it and subscribed and put the thumbs up. Like, there's like 800 things. I'm just like watching TikTok videos. <laughs> this is what you do to make people successful. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we'd love you so much if you visited our website and our Patreon page that are, um, yeah, it's it, if you want to become a Patreon, there's so many extra little perks that we have there. So please go to www.lifepairingspodcast.com. And uh, that's links to all our socials, to our Instagram, everything like that. Uh, you can pretty much find us everywhere at Life Pairings Podcast. And yeah, awesome. tag us in your Ugg boots, bitch. <laughs> With your version we of are, the mudslide uh, pumpkin spice weird thing that you tried to create. Yeah, make a mudslide pumpkin <laughs> thing and then tell us how we did it wrong because we yeah. don't know what we're yeah. doing. And um, we love you so much and we hope to hear from you uh, next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks.